We a refuge for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech, that's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team, no heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hearts true. If you feel the same, sing along to say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Um, yeah, yes, so, please so. join us, John. We would love to have your company. All right, I can wait. Make it a party. Yeah, Therese company. While we're at it, you know. Yeah. We'll even turn your mic up so people can hear you. Oh, oh well, what? that's that's the way. I'll put on headphones like a professional. Yeah. Whoa, but they don't work. Oh, they don't? They don't oh, no, hear you, anything. You turned the volume down. Oh, did I? I oh, why? Why? Yeah. Uh, was it because Wes couldn't stand the sound of his own voice? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I can't hear you guys either. Oh, it's just yeah. my headphones. Oh. Okay, which one am I plugged uh, into? Uh, right there. So That's it. What about hello, me? hello. Keep going, keep going, keep going. That's there, but not much. Uh, That's okay. Hmm. Weird. That's all right. I don't need headphones. I'm a professional. I can... I can pop peas without headphones. <laughs> Look at this guy. Sibilance. <laughs> okay. So you mean to tell me that these didn't work and we, Wes had them on the whole time and didn't say anything? Just I think he warmed for warmed. So what a kind. nice guy. Didn't he is say a nice word guy. About he didn't our, say a word. Our busted equipment. <laughs> didn't say a word about how your headphones don't work. Oh, no. I heard you well enough, and it kept my ears warm in this 100-degree weather. Yeah. <laughs> that is a major concern. They do say your ears need to be warmer than the rest of your body. And, and Wes does like ear sweat. Yeah. Oh. Who's, who doesn't? Oh. Really? Here, wait a minute. Let's try it. We have a second pair that have not been used. Oh. 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 Virgin. You can try these. Let's see. Hello, Let's hello. See. hello. I can hear sir. myself. Well, what? what about that? Wow. wow. Check it out. Thank you. Modern yeah. Okay. Wonderful. Hey, we're on the radio. Hey. Yeah. Uh, on the internet. We're here with John Z. John. All right. <laughs> You're talking like an FM DJ. Couple minutes on the left side of 5 o'clock. <laughs> laughing and scratching all the way home today. Looking at you through the hole of that 45. Oh, I'm sorry. My old radio days are coming back. I'll stop doing that now. Oh, was that obnoxious enough? It was wonderful. Oh, okay. I mean, you know, it, nostalgic I was really hoping you'd lean into it, but I guess, you know, you're not being well, so. I know that was kind of half-assed, but, you know. I mean, come on. It's, just commit, okay? You know what? Somebody should name a, a podcast at the Half-Assed Podcast. That's a good idea. What do you think? That's a good idea. And, you know, your, your yeah. theme music is too low or distorted yeah. and cuts off, it's and a, your guests really suck. It's and... all specifically shitty equipment. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And there's no pop filters like this, so peas are being popped constantly. <laughs> all the... <laughs> and you could call it... The half-assed yeah. podcast. I love it. I love it. Right? Okay. I do I do you get the trademark on that? I mean, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's your IP. Even better though. I mean, like, can you just imagine? Hey, yeah, we're recording this on this microphone that I found in a parking garage when I was uh, coming back from the airport. The only thing that could be better is if you got the highest end possible guests. Uh -huh. but, so basically, it's like between. And two put them ferns. on realistic microphones yeah. from Radio Shack. Yes. <laughs> it's like between two ferns, but the podcast. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> today we have Sir Paul. McCartney on the podcast. Yeah. Hello, mate. It's good to be here. Well, hello. <laughs> hey, Paul, question for you. Yeah, what do you want? Hey, Ringo, have another beer. <laughs> yeah. I've got an old in me pocket. I don't know where that comes from. Every episode is just you You find somebody at an airport. You're like, hey, 
<laughs> Chase them through the terminal until yeah. they agree to be on your podcast. Hey, Sylvester Stallone. No, I told you I'm not doing this show. Recording through a flip phone on the other hand. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone going, okay, I'm not in character. This is me naturally. This is me in character. See, there's a big difference. It's this is regular Sylvester Seeing that Stallone. transformation in this person. This is Rocky Balboa. Yeah. That's it. It's right there. Right <laughs> I just, I, I, you, I, you took me on a journey. Sly, thank you, thank you so much. Mm. Yeah, he's amazing. So it's, dude, as a West Coast guy, I'm so glad that you come out every year for this. Mm-hmm. Like, and in, in the midst of like, you know, the world ending, everyone dying, it's great. Like, you came out here. Thank you I, for that. I have very dear, close friends here. Yes. You guys included. Aw, um, thanks, man. Hey, you and I go way back on Facebook. How many years have we been friends now? Didn't I just see like a seven-year friendship thing or something between us? Maybe, or or maybe, is that another maybe, Mike Lunds? No, that's, that's, that's me, yes. <laughs> um, the, the, the big MAGFest yes. contingent, I think, is... And, you know, I did a whole bunch of cons in the era. There was T-Mode and there was that interaction con. No. Inter- no, not Intervention. Oh, uh, um, um, Intervention. Intervention Con, which sounded yeah. right for me at the time because I was There's drinking way too Intervention. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It was one of those, like, it was awkward oh, when you walk a into great it. idea. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> like, that hey, name is, like... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why did you invite I'm going to an intervention. Why did you why did you invite me to this? Yeah. <laughs> well, John, we need to talk to we you about some of your problems. <laughs> Everyone here cares about you. They've all written letters about why they're fans. Right? <laughs> the amount of money that you spend on pop figures has become unseen. And it's causing a problem yeah. with our family. Dear John, I never thought I would have to say this out loud, but I am happy that I am able to do so while you are still with me. (laughs) (laughs) You mean while I'm still alive? (laughs) You know, I keep making that joke every time somebody asks me to autograph like a game. I go, okay, let me do the sleeve and the disc and the outer cover. That's three parts. You know, I'm 60, diabetic, and asthmatic. I could die any time now. You sell all three parts on eBay. You're scoring some bucks. Three separate listings. Everything goes up in price once I die. The selflessness that you have for your fans. I love them. I really do. Some of them I've touched closely. Personally. Fully fully consensually. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Oh, man. But but I'm engaged to them now. Okay, so. It's a thing. It is. Yeah, it's a relationship status. Yeah. So my question that I have for you is because you, you've made it very clear. You're like, hey, you know what John St. John loves? Tequila. Mm, How true. much tequila at a con, on average, are you consuming? You mean just me or when I'm sharing with everybody? Like, I mean, we can go through eight, nine big bottles of tequila in a wow. weekend with no problem, but that's when I've got, you know, 20, 25 people around me in the lobby of the Crown Plaza and I'm pouring shots illegally. <laughs> you know, that, oh, did I just say that out loud? Or was I thinking it? I well, mean, the bottle tipped, it happened yeah, to fall in this glass. Yeah, and you for all we know, yeah, for gravity. No. And, and just like Tucker Carlson, <laughs> no right-minded person would think that what we're saying is factual. <laughs> so, <laughs> Should I continue to lie? Yeah, just do it. Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? Yeah, but works, me personally, well. just, just myself, I can go through a couple or three bottles of tequila in a weekend with no problem. My limit, my, my fiancé, who's my manager, uh, has set limits for me. And the limit is 10 shots in an hour, no more. Because 14 is way messed up, and I learned a a, a very good lesson in Dallas, Texas a few years ago when Screw Attack uh, Con was uh, roasting me. 
And I, I did a whole bunch of uh, 14 or 15 shots in an hour while being roasted. And then I decided to stage dive after the oh, thing. Was, yeah, oh. it wasn't good. And, you know, people roasted me, and I had written all this really great material to get sure. back at all of them. But by the time I got up to the podium, I was like, okay. <laughs> and I made a fool of myself. I've, I've seen the YouTube video. It's not pretty. I, I can't ever watch it again. I can't ever watch it again. Hey, man, that's to the past. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so we know, we know 14 shots in an hour is right out, but 10, that's in my wheelhouse. I can I can manage 10 shots. The only way to know your limits is to test them, yeah. Obviously. It is good yeah. to test your limits. I like, I like to think... I like to think that you can get to 13 and be okay, but you hit 14 and suddenly it's just like the veil drops. <laughs> Don't you find that when you're drinking, I mean, you get a happy point and you go, God, I'm having such a great time. I'm going to have another. I'm having such And then you, oh, oh damn, I wish I'd stopped at great time. I, yeah. I, I didn't think I was full, but now I am. Yeah. And, and we have more coming. Right? Why did I mortar more? Oh, God, this is a bad idea. Ask yeah, me. Exactly. Hate me. <laughs> It just reminds me of the episode of Futurama when Fry's drinking all the cups of coffee and he hits the hundredth cup and that's when he enters the speed force. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. You're like, you're good, you're good, you're good. Wait, no. Now I've transcended to another level. And, and then he had to switch over to slurm, I think, to uh, bring himself back down to reality. <laughs> um, we worked on something, the uh -huh. three of us, because in a prior conversation that we had had, we talked about... As our society progresses, how the character of Duke Nukem can sometimes be a little outdated. And you yeah. and I at one point had talked about like how cool would it be if Duke Nukem basically got like some PC training. Yeah. As far as the things, <laughs> we wrote some lines and we wanted to know if you would be willing to read oh, them. <clears throat> let me get the mic closer. All right, I'm ready. Bring it on. Hail to the king, baby. It's so fun. Like, uh. I'll know that voice actors... Mm -hmm. can turn it on. Like, I'll know that, like, there are different people who, like, you know, sometimes you'll hear somebody in their speaking voice, and you're like, oh, I can hear... Hear it in their speaking voice. And things. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, some people are... Like, unfortunately, I mean, sometimes folks are, like, limited in the performances they can give. But, mm -hmm. like, your speaking voice and then Duke's voice... Oh, yeah, they're not the same at all. That St. John's a pussy. I'm the king, baby. Hey, come on, give me a break, dude. You know, and then there's Postal Dude is just this voice because I'm as snarky as can be. When, when Running With Scissors asked me if I would audition for it, they sent me uh, Rick Hunter's original uh, voiceover. And uh, my impression was he must have been a radio DJ in Texas or something. And sure as shit, he was. Because he sounded kind of like what you were doing a few minutes ago. Hey. And the original Postal guy, I thought, kind of sounded like an FM disc jockey. And so I did an audition kind of mimicking him, and they said, no, no. What we want is a realistic, not put on voice that's just really snarky. And I said, are you listening to me? <laughs> Do you guys hear my vo I'm as snarky sounding as they come. This is my natural sound. So I, I guess and they this went, will work, huh? Okay, do some of the lines. And I, I read them just in this voice. And they went, wow, okay, that's the voice. That's Postal Dude from now on. <laughs> so. I still, my favorite story still is the um, Big the Cat story of how that voice came. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> like do you want me this, to, you want to run through that you again? Know what? Why, yeah, not? For, okay, why, why not? Why not? For your it's listenership. Your back. Thank you. Okay, so um, I had been working with Lonnie Manella for several years. She cast me as Duke Nukem for the Duke Nukem 3D game. And um, she calls me one Wednesday afternoon over in San Diego and says, Hey, John, we have a recording session uh, for Sonic the Hedgehog games on Saturday, so show up. I went, 
okay, show up and what? She goes, we'll have a part for you. I would, well, are you going to send me the sides for an audition? She goes, don't worry about it. We, we'll, we'll have something for you. Uh, wow, hey, I'm going to be in the Sonic franchise without auditioning? Yeah. So I show up that Saturday, and there's there's Ryan Drummond in, in, in the booth doing the, the Sonic voice, and my friend Jenny Hellman, who is, who is Amy Rose in, in that game, uh, she worked with me at a TV station, and I recommended her because she has a cartoony voice. But anyway, um, I walk in, and Lonnie comes out of the booth, and she goes, and she hands me a picture of Big the Cat. She goes, take a look at this. I went, I said, what the hell is that? <laughs> she goes, that's Big the Cat. And I said, yeah, he's big. Is that a cat? Okay, it's a cat with a fishing pole. She goes, yeah. Yep. He's, I said, that's what you want me to voice? She said, yes. I said, okay, so what's, what's this? Do I make him sound like he's really big? She goes, no, no, really dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry? Yeah, yeah, just give him a kind of a dumb voice. Uh, okay, she goes, you're up, let's go. And I step into the studio and I put on the headphones and I step up to the microphone and the, the Japanese director from Tokyo is on the line. And Lonnie goes, okay, here's John St. John, he's gonna do uh, voices for Big the Cat. John, just do something dumb. And I'm like, my froggy, I can't seem to find my froggy. Have you seen my froggy? Where's that damn froggy? Whatever the lines were. And, 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 and we laughed at this end. But there's no laughter coming over the phone line from Tokyo. And I went, no, I'll do something real now. And the Japanese director, no, 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 that voice. No, I can do something better. No, 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 that voice. And so, oh, great, that's going to be the voice of Big the Cat. So I go, nobody's ever going to play this game because of my stupid voice. And the next thing I know, I'm at a convention like a year later, and people are going, are you really Big the Cat? I went, oh, yeah, that stupid voice I did. And they misinterpreted what I said. They thought I hated the character. I don't hate the character. I hate the voice I did because... I didn't get to develop a voice. Sure, I just yeah. talked stupid like this for a minute, and they chose that. <laughs> and so that's the story of Big the Cat and how that voice came to be. I, I just love that you're like, okay, no, let me do a serious one there. No, 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 no. We like that one. I, yeah. I love the idea of the Japanese director analyzing that the way like Conan O'Brien analyzes comedy. Like, it's really funny. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, la <laughs> I'm laughing inside. Yeah, that's no, really I, 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 I can really appreciate just how stupid you are. In this <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's the sentiment right there. Okay, so we wrote some, we, uh, as we call them, uh, woke Nukem. Mm -hmm. Some woke Nukem lines. The woke Nukem lines. Just a, a yeah. couple things that we kind of kicked around. Yeah. Obviously, you know the character better than anybody else. Yeah. I hope you got your pronouns listed, baby, because I'm here to respect you. <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh, this one. Ooh, there's nothing hotter than enthusiastic cunt. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, it's a cold read. It's a cold read. Hey, hey, there's no judgment Duke here. doesn't like the cold. <laughs> because of shrinkage? Oh, whatever. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, there's nothing hotter than enthusiastic consent. Oh, uh, that's, that's wonderful. Uncle Duke says trans rights are human rights. I've said that before, because they are. Yeah. I support the, the trans community, the LGBTQ community. I have so many friends, and I have several trans friends who are some of the funniest people I've ever met. Why do they have such great senses of humor? Because they've been attacked so much? There's is that where it comes from? Is that like why, why blues artists uh, had such crappy upbringings? That's why they can actually emote the blues? It's, right? that, it's that weird like dichotomy of, of or, or like, like kind of like opposing idea of somebody who has like depression or something mm -hmm. that's treatable should mm -hmm. absolutely get it treated, but at the same time, 
the, the, the trauma and turmoil that people go through ends up creating, like, you, you, you get more balanced people, you get yeah. people who are yeah. more, yeah. Uh, more often than they're, they're kinder and they're, they tend to be um, um, more understanding and more willing to, to you know, be people. More empathetic towards more everyone else, I think it's really, yeah, 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 that's the deal. Growing up Jewish, me and all of my cousins always talk about it, that all of our friends are always like, oh, you're so funny, you're so funny, and we're like, yes, because we got made fun of all the time. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. like, and they're like, but you make jokes about being Jewish. I'm like, yes, because it's a defense mechanism. Yeah. Well, yeah I can make but, fun of it, then you can't. Exactly, and yeah. self-deprecating yeah. humor is the yeah. funniest, too. Yeah. So I love you when you make fun of yourself, Jew boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, that Thanks, was not right, was Thanks, it? That was, okay. I shouldn't have done that. If anybody can get away with it, it's, 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 it's you. <laughs> okay, here we go, here we go. <clears throat> These are good lines. I love this one. States' rights. States' rights to do what, shit stain? Oh, that, that is a good one. <laughs> Heritage, not hate, is some limp dick energy if I've ever heard it. <laughs> Damn it. You have to... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm having a hard time reciting these lines. You have to be better than your past self or I'll shoot you in the face. What a woman does with her body is her own business, creep. Well, that's a good one. Uh, time to cancel some bigots. Canceling is my nickname for heavy weapons fire. Okay, vote time. That one. <laughs> Still, this one, though. Heritage, not hate is... No, wait. No, states' rights. States' rights to do what shit stain. I like that one. You're welcome. <laughs> nice writing. Oh, fucking wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so Way to bring it home. Yeah. We, we tried. We had, we had talked about this, and then we were like, oh, shit, we have like a week. We got to come up with these lines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not as easy to write as you would think. Here's a story about writing those lines. You're familiar with a game called Duke Nukem Forever? Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, the critics hated it, but fans actually still love that yeah. game to this day. It was the um, longest running joke because you were like, the game's never gonna come out. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and then it did. It so, was, yeah. there were a lot of great lines in that game too, including, I had eggs for breakfast. Your mom had sausage, right? Okay, all of the lines. I'll rip out your brain and piss on. I'll rip out your eyeball and piss on your brain. Okay, all of the lines, every line in that game were written by two women. Oh, awesome! Just so you know, that is outstanding. One who will not allow me to say her name, <laughs> and the other, Kristen Hagland from uh, Triptych Software. Awesome. The two women wrote all the Duke Nukem Forever lines. I'm I'm curious about the, the the lady who won't let you say her name. Is she like I don't want to be associated with that game, <laughs> or I don't really know. I, just like, I was just asked, do, please do not ever mention my name. And I'm like, okay, I won't. And her name? No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, thank so, you, Bethany. And, <laughs> that's a joke. Okay. Woman. I'm just with Steve Jobs. Thank you, Batwoman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, he was talented. <laughs> gone before <laughs> gone before his time. Um, so, I gotta tell you, it's it's incredibly impressive that you were able to come up with two different convention concepts out of nothing. One was not con, which we've talked about before, which was amazing. You were like, which is now King Con Cruise. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That that that's yeah, and that was the next step too, because uh -huh. that evolved from hey, this convention fucked a whole bunch of people over. Let's just. I'll hang out at a hotel. Oh, yeah, that was that one. I think it was called Midwest Media Expo, something yeah. like that. Uh, so th there were there were 3,000 to 3,500 people who were expecting this con to happen. And what, what, what went down was the hotel that had the contract, they were bought by a Chinese company. 
between the time the contract was signed and, and a week before the convention. And then they reneged on it. They said, no, we're, we're not going to do this. We're, we're not going to rent out the hotel at that price, do you? Forget it. And so three days, 72 hours, literally, before the convention, it's canceled all of a sudden. And so Vernita, who was managing the thing, she calls me, and who is my manager, and now my fiance, by the way. Vernita calls and she says, uh, hey, I'm really sorry, but uh, there was a contract failure, and so the convention's been canceled at the last minute. And I already had my flight scheduled and everything. Course, I went, yeah. well, I still want to see you anyway, so I'm going to fly out just the same. And she goes, and I said, hey, let me see if David Eddings wants to come out too. You remember, he was claptrap in uh, the original Borderlands. Yeah. And so um, I said, let me see if David wants to come along. So I called David and he goes, hell yeah, let's just go to Detroit and party where we're going to go anyway. And so Vernita, I could hear the light bulb ding over her head. And she goes, oh my God, maybe we can throw something together at the last minute, make some of these people happy again. And she managed Vernita almost single-handedly made NotCon happen. And I... I'm not sure of the number, but I think 1,500 people. So like half the people showed up, and we made a convention in 72 hours. Amazing. And it was one of the most fun conventions I've been to. Uh, our friend Anthony Capobianco, who is a, 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 a arcade games fella, volunteered all of his games. He filled the lobby of that oh, hotel with games. We helped him amazing. lug them in and out off his truck. And he just came out and set them up just did a show of support. We didn't have to pay him for it. And we had a successful convention. The only thing that went bad was uh, when uh, David Eddings bought the whole bar around of drinks on my card. I had a tab open. <laughs> and I got, a, I got a bill for like 380 bucks. I'm like, 380 bucks? I only bought three shots. And then he sees me reacting to this bill. He goes, oh, no, buddy, you bought everybody's shots. <laughs> you were very generous. I was, I was way more generous than I usually am. John That's John's a hell of a guy. Yeah. Oh, that David Eddings, he's a hell of a guy. Oh, so this, this evolved into now you don't even actually have a physical location as far as like, hey, we're going to be in Detroit. You're, no, you're at sea. Yeah, you're on yeah. a boat. I, I decided that I wanted to have my own convention that would be different from every other convention. And it's like, well, there's already conventions on cruise ships. You know, uh, I think Colossal Con had a cruise of some kind. And of course, there's Jonathan Colton, who's got the, the Joko yeah, cruise. Yeah. It's very successful. I know that's a different genre. That's all music. That's not video games. But I, I thought, if I'm going to have a convention, it's got to be different Here's how I'm going to do it. I'm going to have guests come on, and they're going to actually do these activities with the attendees. So everybody who attends the convention, if you want to go kayaking, I'm going kayaking with you. This coming year, D.C. Douglas, Richard Epcar, Wes Johnson, we're all going kayaking with you, or snorkeling, or rock climbing, or laser tag, or my personal favorite, the completely drunken putt-putt golf tournament, <laughs> which there will be a trophy for. Mark Lutz is uh, coordinating that for us. Oh, well, that it, just sounds like a delight right It's going to be delightful. But it, it's, it's a convention on a cruise ship that goes from Orlando, so you can do Disney World or Universal Studios before or after, uh, down to the the Bahamas and back four days, Monday through Friday, so you have either weekend, either side, to get there and get home again. And right now, Royal Caribbean just lowered the, uh, you know, the cheap cabins or the interior ones that don't have a view of the ocean. But if you had a cabin for a whole week and all of your meals included for $232, Dude, wouldn't what? you go? 
like, can you imagine that though? Like coming home from a long weekend, you go to work and you're having the water cooler conversation. Uh, hey, so uh, what'd you get into this weekend? Oh yeah, I got really drunk and I beat Duke Nukem in uh, mini golf. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Wait, what? And it's almost a guarantee you will beat me at putt putt golf because I'm not bad at it, but I'm gonna be drunk. <laughs> and, and I think the rules are we have to get drunk before we go to the putt-putt course, which is up on deck 15 or whatever, because I don't think you can drink on the course, so we're going to show up shit-faced. Oh, obviously. <laughs> yeah. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> and, and play those 18 holes, baby. <laughs> That's phenomenal. Oh, that sounds like a fucking blast. It should be. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, our previous two years were really good. We had a lot of fun. This will be our third time. Should be our fourth year, but pandemic pushed us our 2020 back to yeah. uh, this coming... Uh, I should say next February 28th through March 4th is the Monday through Friday that we're doing. Awesome. And, and as I mentioned, you know, it's going out of Orlando. So you can do Disney World and you can do MGM or, or Universal Studios and all that stuff in a package deal as well. And we have already a hotel lined up with a uh, blocks of rooms that are really cheap, under 100 bucks a night. I can see the gears turning in Mike's head. Yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> oh, man. I'd love to have you come along. Mike's, uh, if you came along, I would I would need you to do a podcast on the cruise, though. Um, preferably yeah. done on Coco Cay, the island. So you can actually do it on the beach in a cabana. I think that would be stellar. <laughs> God that would be a that God could be a first. You. Could that be a first? I've Not never mentioned. I've never first. actually said these words. I didn't think they would come out of my mouth ever in my life. But goddamn you, John St. John. <laughs> Why I've planted a seed that is yes. starting to grow and so, it hurts a little bit. So a thing <laughs> you might not know yes. about Mike is Mike what? and his family are big Disney World people. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> ah. So like, a got a Mike, got a boner for Mickey, do you? If Mike mentions this to Sandy, it'll just go. Okay, oh, yeah. Uh, it would cost it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, she will have she will have a a, a cost analysis breakdown. Yeah. Ah. She will oh, say I, on these days we're going to stop here and eat here and we're going to do this and then we're going to do huh? this. Yeah. Hey kids, have your parents mortgage the house and bring you to Disney World. <laughs> Buy a pencil for just seven dollars and an eraser for only three dollars more. Maybe my favorite joke on Family Guy ever was Brian meeting Michael Eisner. And he's like, oh, hey there, little boy. Yeah, here, here's some ears. Yeah, come to Disney World. Bring money. <laughs> yeah, this, was, it is was, more Brian expensive had, than Brian a, a divorce. He, but Brian had a script. Yeah. And he was like, hey, I got this oh, script. And he's like, yeah. oh, that's great. What's your name? Brian. And he reaches into a bag and he goes, hey, gives him a pair of ears <laughs> with the name Brian on it. <laughs> here you go, buddy. Come to Disneyland. Yeah. Bring, bring money. <laughs> oh, my God. That's is there, phenomenal. if... Of all of the, because I mean, again, thank you for your time. We appreciate you uh, That's sitting my with pleasure. us. Pleasure. You guys are a blast. I'll share some brisket with you shortly. I mean, if you <laughs> there's, a, there's a brisket delivery coming. What? Anyone? Yeah. Are you guys hungry meat? for lunch? I think that needs to go on a, a list of our band names. Brisket, brisket delivery. Brisket delivery. Limp brisket. <laughs> I, you son of a bitch. No, I literally, I created that because I, it did was, you? I accidentally. Oh, I, I thought accident, I just did. Damn I accidentally it. said it on a podcast one day. Uh -huh. I was like, I was like, oh, you know who was a band we haven't mentioned from the late nineties? Limp brisket. <laughs> oh, wait, biscuit. Wait, no, hang on. And I tweeted, I tweeted at Fred Durst, the lead singer of Limp Biscuit. I was like, why haven't you done this yet? Where's your food truck? And I created yeah. an image and it's like, come on, you're rolling, rolling, rolling down to Limp Brisket. Yeah. You know what? It's not a special lean and that's what makes it limp brisket yes. <laughs> we 
we have brisket delivery. We have a list of band names that we've come up with, oh. like just fake band names. Oh, I gotta hear them. That if I can get some, maybe some Duke Nukem reads. On oh, absolutely. Kitty Cat Quintanilla mm. is definitely one. That's of my Lim- favorite. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kitty Cat Quintanilla. Kitty Cat Quintanilla. Yeah. I'm being played out. Oh, they're playing them off. Oh, they're playing me off already. It's time for you to finish. You've been blabbing here all day. Get away from here. Come back to there and sign some things today. Hey, goodbye, St. John. Goodbye. Goodbye. You've talked too long. Don't cry. Hey, how, how long is this podcast anyway? As long as we want it to be. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, I... We make our own rules. Hey, Mike, play me back on. Uh, Wes, introduce me. And now, ladies and gentlemen, he's been gone for so long you no longer remember him, but his name is John St. John. Yeah, that's right. My mama loved me so much she named me twice. God damn. No? Just a bunch of pros, all three of you. Like, the teamwork. <laughs> NBC? No. <laughs> so we've got. We've got. Oh, here are the names. Here yeah. are the names. Yeah. These are great band names. Yeah. Machismo Bloodlust. Machismo Bloodlust. Jesus Chrysler. <laughs> Jesus Chrysler. <laughs> I like uh, that. Stone Cock Armada. Stone Cock Armada. <laughs> Coming to Disney this fall, Stone Cock Armada. Rated PG for the whole family. I gotta find some of the really, really good ones. Um, what was that? Block Cock? What was that? Hang on. <laughs> hang on. That's, that's some noodles. Yeah, so handful of nudes. Handful of nudes. Flesh on flesh destruction. Oh, yeah, here we go. <clears throat> Flesh on flesh destruction. It's funny how it's many of these just sound like Duke Nukem lines. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tren- trench coats and fake mustaches. I mean, trench coats and fake mustaches. <laughs> That's was, a good uh, band name. Was, 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 uh, Pete Bob Moss Bob and the Brown Boys. The I'm not sure what I saw there. Was it? Uh, oh. Basic meats. <laughs> Arby's, we have the meats. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah, we've just come up. Oh, that's my son's. Like he would, he would love if, if you if hot fudge car wash. He came up with that one. Oh yeah, baby, hot fudge car wash. Mmm, <laughs> chocolatey windows. <laughs> uh, yes, slather that on my bumper. Whipped cream in your radiator. Mmm, oil changers. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, that was fantastic, John. All of you, Mike, John. Hey, Wes, thanks for showing up. It's been my pleasure being here today. Thank you very much, guys. Going to go over there and take off my pants. See ya. Uh, Mike Rosen, thank you. I can talk fast, too. You know, that that reminds me about people here in Virginia. Sometimes they say, just because I talk slow, that don't mean I'm stupid. Kind of does. Kind of does. Just kidding. Just kidding. Don't hate me. Womp womp. <laughs> Don't hate me because I'm beautiful. Hate me because I'm a badass. Fair enough. Okay. On that note. Thank you. Wes, John, Mike, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. Okay, um, I'm going to clean the sweat off these headphones. Even cleaning off, like, uh, again, what a guy. Consummate yeah, professional. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. When John St. John uses headphones, putting the headphones on his nipples. Juicy. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, I'm just going to let you know that those headphones with uh, John St. John nipple sweat will be going on eBay. Uh, nipple sweat. Yeah. <laughs> yes, nipple sweat. Yeah. Oh, there, here's a hell of a There's another band name, Nipple Sweat. Yeah. Nipple Sweat. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, phenomenal. <laughs> what did you guys do today? Mm, talk about nipple sweat with John St. John? You know, like you do. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing special. Oh, man. What was this episode about? <laughs> we were talking about what if. Ah, um, fucking who cares? Speaking of variants. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to join us now, Mark? Uh, before I officially join us over here, I, I got to ask... Mr. Mike, 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 uh, are you happy you finally got your your uh, uh, Wes Johnson interview? Yes, 100%. <laughs> it was everything I could have dreamed of. Like, Excellent. I can't even remember what he said. It just all of it was great. So, this is why it's recorded, so we can go back later and go, what did I talk about? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, we paid for all of this equipment. We bought all this stuff specifically for these awesome interviews. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, the man you hear on the mic right now, his name is Mark Lutz. He is, you pretty much are running this whole thing. Yeah. You invited all of these people. You yep. organized all of this event. So please tell them because this will be up tonight so people can hear about this and potentially come to Fredericksburg tomorrow. Tell them why they want to come and Absolutely. what's going to be there. So this is uh, this is National Free Comic Book Day. It is, uh, in fact, a national event that is put on every year. It is normally done uh, the first Saturday of May. They're trying uh, to get your mic... Oh, can you hear me now? Hey, now. There, there we go. There we go. Okay. So, yes, this is, uh, this we is National Free Comic Book so, Day. And, uh, and, again, it's a national event that's that's put on where all of your major production houses, uh, a lot of your independents are going to put together specific books for this event that can pick up for free. Uh, the, the whole idea behind it is really to, to get people interested in just reading in general and comic books. And, uh, and this is the ninth year that we've done it here at uh, Flashback Now, Nova Gateway. Um, and it's gotten a little bit bigger every year, and, uh, and we're having a lot of fun with it. So for those of you who don't know, Mike and I actually met probably about nine years ago now, maybe eight. Shut up. When, uh, <laughs> Stop it. This is at least the second time today you saw the light yeah, where someone has like, made reference to how much time has passed and, uh, in Mike's life. And, and and like, no, it didn't. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> Mike and, and his friend uh, uh, Ben Shaw were, were actually part of our first, I think, two with the, uh, the comic book that they were That's working right. on. Uh, God uh, damn, it's been that long? It has. Remember the one year I didn't have the tent, but we had you set up in the middle. And, and I got sunburned as I Very, very sunburned. <laughs> yes, very, very sunburned. Yes. Um, came, came back to work looking, because I had sunglasses on all day, so I looked like like total redneck. Like a reverse raccoon. <laughs> yeah, like a reverse um, raccoon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, but, uh, but yeah, we've gotten a little bit bigger, and, yeah, and we're, we're really, we're, we're trying to do this for the people, because we're having a good time. Uh, and again, we, we want everyone to come out and have fun and get into the comics and get into the art and get into the community and just have some fun. It's like Wu-Tang, you know, free comic book days for the children, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we've had uh, over here to our left who you've, you've already heard from is our, our uh, voice actors that are... Uh, just have a delight. Just absolutely. They're so much fun. And to, to get the three of them riffing off of each other the way that they do. Yeah. You know, it's so much fun. And, yeah. and we have had the pleasure of... Uh, for, for myself personally, of them also yeah. becoming good personal friends. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, John literally was just like, hey, we just celebrated a Facebook friend anniversary. And I'm just like, we did, son of a bitch, yeah. you're right. And, and like, I tell other people, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to be doing interviews with John St. John, you know, the voice of Duke Nukem. And they're like, 
Yeah. Shut up. I'm like, yeah, no, we're and, friends. Yeah. And then, and one of the things, because uh, my one of my best friends over here, Mike, yeah. that's helping me out today, made the comment earlier, because uh, John and Wes came up to him and remembered him from the last yeah. time, what, two years ago now. Yeah. And, it's, and that's just who they are. Yeah. So just good people. Yeah, just, absolutely. Just good people. We're having a good time. Yeah. And and uh, you know, Mike Rosson's got his his uh, banjolele, and and he's just a lot of fun to listen to. And then of course John St. John, Duke Nukem, and Wes Johnson and Shea Gorath. I mean, how can you go wrong? You can't. You know? And of course, you know, uh, uh, from that very first free comic book day that we did ten years, nine years ago. This is the ninth year we've done it. Yeah. Um, and, and being good friends with you and, and sharing the, the moment of our Capitals winning the Stanley Cup. Yeah. You know, just, just messaging back, Mike, 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 Mike. We, when, when, when this was going on, what we would do is if they were losing, we wouldn't talk to each other because that was jinxing it. But if they were doing well, we would be like, hey, Mark, they're doing the thing. And then we wouldn't say anything else. Yep. And then yep. as it gets closer and closer, we'd be like, they're winning, they're winning. Oh my God, they're winning, they're winning. And like, then they won another series. And we were like, wait, no, we got to keep doing this. And now we're his, obligated to talk to each other. His significant other says that like, it was hilarious to her that she knew things were going well, even if she wasn't watching the game because his Facebook me messenger was going ding, 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 <laughs> ding, yep. ding. Like, <laughs> and, and it's like that one commercial said, uh, uh, Superstitions are are only silly if they don't if work. They don't work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, but uh, M MC and I were doing that too. Like, I almost wish that I just brought everybody in that was doing this because we were all doing it to each other. We were like, just uh, everybody was excited about the fact that a DC team was finally doing something. Finally right. doing something right. Yeah. Yeah. And we've yeah. been waiting so long for it, and, and I'm so glad you know Wes over here, yeah. being able to to be the the arena announcer for the team, yeah. has gotten his ring. Have you been able to wear the ring yet? No, but Jack's got to remember. Yes, I remember. And Jack's. I don't want, I don't, I can't taint the ring now. Like I, it's like, it's like, it's like Mjolnir. I'm not worthy of it. Okay. He has said that Jax is worthy of it, and we'll leave it at that. The boy is worthy. I'm good with that. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure if you really wanted to, I, I know a guy. I could put in a word for you. Maybe it's, it's a special feeling. Oh, it stop! Really is. Don't do it! Don't do that! Stop! <laughs> stop! Don't be All that right, guy. All right, so we'll oh, get back to the point over <laughs> yes, here. So yes, yes uh, free yes. combo day. It's going well, man. There's a lot of people, and like, the big thing is, is like, is this the biggest crowd I've ever seen here? No, no. But it's been steady all day. Yeah. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Yes. It's been consistent. And, and like that's, it, it's, it, people are spaced and people are like respectfully, I have not mm -hmm. seen anybody not, nobody's been, to use my favorite Southern parlance, showing their ass today. Like right. everybody's been wearing a mask when they go inside, like they're keeping mm -hmm. distant, like everybody's super respectful. Yeah. And that warms my heart that like in a big public setting like this, you normally have that 10% of people who just want to be jerks and we're not getting that and that's right. awesome. Gateway. I think they're all up at the Prince William County Fair. <laughs> Oops, How, did I say that out loud? Enjoy your corn dogs, folks. <laughs> Gateway is not a big shop, and so you might be, you know, oh, well, it's so close quarters. The line moves very consistently. Yeah. Staff is doing a great mm -hmm. job. Keep yeah. buddy. They have people come in and out. Um, yeah, like Mike said, everybody's spaced out really well. Yeah. It's honestly, having having organized uh, free comic book day at a different shop, uh, for, for multiple years. This is really impressive. Like, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm and, and very I, And I appreciate that because your store has a has a really healthy footprint. And yeah, Victory has, is very fortunate to have the space that we have. Yep. <laughs> yep. And you know, and, and this one for those who don't know, this is only a 420, 440 square foot store. So we have just come out here and we take over the parking lot once yeah. a year. 
Uh, we've got the nice big tent out here, which has been great because it, it's fortunately the uh, the rain has decided it doesn't want to yes. sully. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 it was a major concern. Yep, but we you know it's it's nice and bright and sunshiny, but we're here under the tent and there's a great breeze all day. And, and like you said, everyone is, is just milling. They're, they're behaving, they're being respectful. Everyone's having a good time. Uh, some amazing, amazing, talented artists are have been out here and showing off their their stuff and having fun with it. Right now, it's showing us that we're not even going to get rain until 8 p.m. tonight. Yep. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Sweet. And did I hear correctly? Did I overhear correctly? Because right across from us is uh, one Mr. Ian Dorian. He was Ben's teacher. That's what I thought at I heard. The, at, at the Kubert School. And, like, I was just, like, I'm talking sh- talking trash about Ben. I'm like, oh, the piece of shit doesn't finish his comic book. And then, I'm, and then I mentioned his name, and I'm like, oh, you know him. Uh, hey, by the way, we're really good friends, so we say this about each other all the time. Well, yeah. Is this a thing yeah, but he it, used And to it just kind of goes to show you how much yeah. of a small world it is, it is but also yeah. how tight-knit we all are. Yeah, exactly. Which is one of the, yeah. the, the greatest and things he, about... That guy knows everyone. Yes. And, like, we're going to have to grab him and bring him over here. I just hope we have enough battery to be able to record all of it because we're running out. Um, do do but, you yeah. not have your power cord? I didn't bring my power cord because oh. I'm an idiot. Oh, Michael. You know what? Yes. Then, then I tell you what. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and name drop and, and and tell everybody what's going on and who we got here. Yes. Do it. Tomorrow you'll be in Fredericksburg. Tomorrow we will be in Fredericksburg. Okay. Uh, a few of us, unfortunately, will not be able to join tomorrow. However, we will still have... Uh, Mr. Ian Dorian, who who is a fantastic artist, he's a hell of a nice guy. Uh, he does a lot of cover work. He's worked with a lot of some of the biggest names in the industry. Yeah. Uh, he's also got a number of other projects that are going on that you're going to want to ask him about. Yeah. Uh, and just, and just a stellar nice guy. Uh, next to him today, we've also got uh, Jonathan Luna and Lauren Keeley. Uh, right now, they are best known for their book 20XX. Uh, John Luna, uh, also most well known for uh, Alex and Ada which is by itself a fantastic story. Uh, our friend over here in front of the shop, Rob, who's got his video game set up, he's going to be down there again uh, tomorrow. Oh, he will. So kids, yep. can, kids can come and they can, kids uh, can come and play. beat up on each other in uh, Marvel vs. Capcom. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, and she's ducking out right now, but our cosplayer, Lainey Finney Cosplay, will not be able to join us tomorrow. She's got some prior engagements. Yeah, she was um, a, a spot-on Supergirl. Yeah, yeah like, she, she's fantastic. She she sews all of her own costumes. Wow. Yes. That's super impressive. Her costumes look phenomenal. Super impressed. Yeah. I see what you did there. Good job. <laughs> it, did, it wasn't even intentional. It just yeah. flows. It just comes from me naturally. You hear this guy? Right. I, do, pro. I do. I do. do. Freaking pro. Uh, and, of course, right here at this very table, we have the, the one and only Mike Lunsford and gang for Woo. GGR, uh, the great geek refuge yeah. podcast. Uh, next I, to them is... I may see if... Um, I can bring the boy tomorrow. To <laughs> Not <Maybe>. feeling <laughs> so well today, <laughs> boss. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, not that we would ever condone. No, such. Who who would Obviously. fake being sick to go do other fun things? What kind of a monster? I, what? In in <laughs> our so, capitalist <laughs> in our glorious capitalist society, we live would turn away in a society. You <laughs> live in a society. <laughs> There are rules. There yeah. are rules, yes. <laughs> yes. All right. And then uh, next to us is is uh, a Woodbridge native, uh, a very, again, a very good artist. He loves to do character work. Uh, Mr. Chris Flick with Capes and Babes uh, is here. Uh, this is his second year with us. We will see him again at pretty much every major convention nice. uh, through the area. And then uh, a new one to, to the area, new to the shop on the very far end down there, we have Garth Graham. Uh, he's got his independent book, which is called Star Power, cool. uh, which has some fantastic artwork, and it is a really fun story. 
and and all together, you know, you come down and you want to come out and, and chat with these guys. Everybody is just super, super nice and will talk to you about whatever, you know. And you can commission artwork, especially with Ian over there. He's classically trained. He used to be yeah. a sculptor, you know, and lived in Italy and has trained under the classics. Yeah. You know, and and we're just having a really good time and we're getting people exposed to the industry and just again reading in general is, is really the core of it yeah. but getting people into you know, having fun and, and learning reminding like, people reading. that we're getting closer to being able to do the things we used to do absolutely so and, and I was yeah. actually uh, Ian and I were, were chatting for a good hour yesterday as I was doing my, my running around um, and, and not a lot of people know this about me specifically but I as a kid I hated reading Oh, I yeah? did not want to sit. As PW's finest go rolling by, <laughs> uh, I did not want to sit and stare at words on a page. I had zero interest in it overall. But then, see, we moved to Germany, and we were in the uh, in the C store, and there was Archie and Friends, and there was Gru, who's the really stupid but really entertaining like Viking warrior that messes everything up, but means so well. Uh, and, and a couple other books that, that I picked up, and okay, this is interesting and this is silly, and, and I started reading those, like the, the big Archie digests, you know, and, and Archie and Friends, and you know the Jughead digest and everything. That's how I got into reading. And then it turns out, uh, and I was telling Ian this yesterday, uh, the first novel that I read was uh, a fifth grade, and I, I picked it up in uh, in a Scholastics book fair. No. It was Michael Crichton's The Sphere. I, wow, that's and the first novel you read. That's that was a, the first novel. That's a heck that I of read. a jumping off point. It I really love that is, that was at the at the book fair too. That's amazing. Yeah. And, and was the like, thing this is, isn't supposed to be here. Whatever, it's five bucks. Is, is with with, <laughs> with starting out with you know fairly basic, fairly easy yeah. comics. Yeah. And then branching out from there and seeing you know these amazing worlds that opened up. But reading, it was it was that kind of base knowledge and understanding and wonderment. And then reading the description of the book for Sphere, I said, I want to read that. And I've been in love with reading ever since. Yeah, I think a lot of us got that, our starts too. Like I, I oh, specifically yeah. remember like reading X-Men comics when I was, um, when did Jim Lee's stuff come out? Was that 91? When he yeah. Took over? Yeah, I remember reading those and just being like blown away because there's that one thing where Cyclops is basically telling Professor X, yeah, we're not going to work with you anymore. We're going to work with Magneto. And I'm like, what? <laughs> this... Mind blown. Yeah. And like, yeah, that, I, I think that's why we're all here, you know, is it's, it's comic books have all reached us in some way, shape or form. And it's it's so important to, you know, for if anybody's listening and they're, uh, I mean, I, I don't imagine you're necessarily a fan uh, <laughs> if, you, if you share the sentiment, but if anybody's listening and they're not sure whether or not like, you know, they should get a kid a comic book because, like, you know, well, you know, there's just, you know, silly kid things, and, and we want them to read real books. Right. Comics expect more of your children than you do. Yep. Comics have the first multisyllabic words I ran into were in, like, Fantastic Four yeah. and X-Men and Superman. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the uh, uh, there's... And, 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 and like Mark said, there is something about having a visual aspect to something you're reading that makes it easier to connect for some people. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that they're not reading and they're, they're not uh, uh, experiencing the written word. It means that this is an easier entry point. Right, and that's exactly what it was for me. Because I, I got into the art and I got into the overall story and I got into, 
and this may sound a little little odd, but especially like the the Archie comics and being able to okay, so they're saying this and their the their bodies are are doing this, and and I was able to relate that into a more conversational real life aspect. That is something that I have heard from multiple people, particularly folks that have issues uh, like people who are, who tend to be more lean more like further on the autistic spectrum, mm -hmm. um, people who just have difficulty connecting. Um, tone of voice, connecting that to, uh, or, or uh, intonation yeah. to like that's, physical yeah. acting. That's something and, that with body language. With Jax, Jax is yeah. autistic, and one of the things that he had a really hard time with when he was young was making facial expression. If you said, hey, make an angry face, he wasn't able to do it. Make a sad face, he wasn't able to do it. But then he started reading comic books. You know what comic book he loves the most right now? Sonic the Hedgehog. And that's why, because he's able to, oh, okay, so this is what this looks like, and like mm -hmm. associated with it. So like, yeah, it, it, it's not just for, I mean, they're for everyone, literally. 100%. Yeah, and, and it helps people in so many ways, yeah, 100%. A lot of people connect, like, hear comics and think superheroes, and superheroes are a huge part of it. They're, yeah. they're a big mm -hmm. public face of it. Yeah. But between, I mean, we talked about it last week, Sweet Tooth. Yeah. Sweet Tooth I mean, is an Sweet incredible... Sweet Tooth is, yeah. is as, as far from superhero comics as you yeah. can possibly get, and still very high concept, and very like weird, and sci-fi, and mm -hmm. but even, like, if you can think of something, if you can think of a genre or subgenre, or some kind of, uh, uh, um, per like, you can be real specific with your likes and dislikes, yeah. and still find plenty of comics to mm -hmm. pick up. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. It's literally for everyone. Yeah. And on that note, I'm going to go ahead and step away. I'm going to see if I can grab Ian Dorian for you guys. Yes, because um, I'm an idiot and I didn't bring my power adapter, so I would. <laughs> I definitely don't want to not get an interview with Ian before we leave. So I appreciate you, Mark. Hey, Nova Gateway Comics is here in Woodbridge. The Gateway Comics in Fredericksburg is right off of Route Three. Um, I'm from Fredericksburg. It's really easy to find. You go towards Fredericksburg on Route Three. It's right behind the big ass Chinese buffet. You can't miss it. There's a Wawa, big ass Chinese buffet. Go back there. You can find it. If I can find it, you can find it. There you go. <laughs> Mike believes in himself and you. Yes, it's there. I like that. I might put that on a T-shirt. Um, no, it's and and Gateway Comics is a lot of fun too, man. Like we went there and like shitload of toys. I love toys. Yeah. Like all sorts of action figures, all sorts of like cool like they have AT-AT walkers and stuff like that. There's a friggin'. Um, Speeder, the speeder from Return of the Jedi, like out in front of the store. Nice. Yeah, just chilling. There's, it's a pretty big shop. Oh yeah, it's huge. Okay, yeah. that's what it was. I think I yeah. was looking at photos of the Fredericksburg location. Yeah. And when you were like, we're recording outside, I'm like, why? There's so much space. It's a warehouse. <laughs> why are we not inside? Yeah. And then I, and then I get here, I'm like, oh no. <laughs> no. No, they have maximized the crap out of their space, but it is yeah. tight. Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. <sighs> Good times. But yeah, so what if? Um, yeah, what if? Yeah, back to that. Yeah. <laughs> Long story short, the the short version is I'm I I enjoyed it enough. I'm excited about the concept. I'm excited to see what they do with it. But there are definitely things like I'm not looking forward to the episodes that I know are straight at like readaptations of the movies because those are the ones that I think are going to suffer the most because you essentially get, hey, what if what if Captain America the First Avenger starred Peggy? Only we're not gonna cut this, only we're gonna we're gonna use the entire movie and we have about thirty minutes to do it. And oh, I get it, yeah. And that is unfortunate because it just plays like this sort of greatest hits reel 
but doesn't quite come together in the way that you hope. And then and they and they end up hitting like they hit certain buttons really hard, like the you know the uh, the, the dance thing. The dance thing comes up like four or five times in a 33 minute episode, as opposed to the like the twice in a two hour movie. <laughs> and it's yeah, just it, right. it's it's look, here's the thing. I'm not trying to yuck anybody's yum. If you enjoyed it, I am happy you did. But I am taking the stance, and I, and this is one I've I've taken for pretty much since I've liked anything. Yeah. If you love something, you need to be critical of it because it's the only way it's going to get better. Okay. That's that's fair. Um, so this is not a uh, another episode of here's why you're wrong. No, but not this at is all. more of a here's something to think about. Here's something yeah, like yeah. consider the fact that like there are things that work and things that don't. Yeah. And if, if you can't acknowledge the mistakes, if you can't acknowledge the the places where it where it kind of falls short. Yeah. You won't. I mean, like because because of that, I'm able to be that much more impressed with the things that I think do work. Yeah. So like, that's fair. I, don't know. Yeah. I like it. It's it's good critique, and ultimately that's what we need. I want to give a shout out to Mr. MC Brooks because while you and I have been just gabbing like old <laughs> like jabber yeah, jaw, yeah, he has been taking pictures. This man is, he's, he's, they used to say that James Brown was the hardest man in work, uh, hardest working man in show business. Um, he's dead, so. Yeah. <laughs> MC got Brooks. dark really quickly. <laughs> wow. I was trying to give him a compliment, and you're like, yeah, he's dead. Yeah, Jeff. Well, no. <laughs> James Brown was the hardest working man in show business, and was. then he died. And was. so, <laughs> MC Brooks stepped up to take his place. Son of a bitch. I, pre- I appreciate it. Let him have his moment, man. God. <laughs> we have a guest. Guys, be on your best behavior. Yes. Yes, if you would like. Who could it and be? who might that be? Put on headphones, you can hear us. His name is Ian Dorian. He is a talented artist. Like, holy shit talented. Not like, oh, uh, yeah, that looks like a horse. Good for him. No, like, <laughs> <laughs> the kind of stuff when you open up, he's like, hey, take a look at my comic book. You open it up, and you're like, I don't want to touch this with my grubby fingers because I might still have maple syrup on it from breakfast. <laughs> I feel bad touching your stuff. That's how good this guy is. Not only that, he teaches other people how to be good at art. That's when you know somebody is next level. So, um, yes, I'm giving you a lot of praise here, Ian, because I'm incredibly impressed, but also knowing the people that you've worked with and the people that you have taught just shows like how well thought of you are in the industry. So, ladies and gentlemen, Ian Dory, round of applause. Yay! Hey, thank you for having me on the show. I, I have to tell you, you guys are fantastic. I spent a little time talking with each one of you, and, and honestly, you know your stuff. Well, thank you. And, thank you, uh, sir. I really enjoy speaking to people who uh, not only know their their industry, but have a good perspective on the world and its place, the industry's place in it. Absolutely. And, um, uh, for my work, I can't thank you enough for for the wonderful introduction. I can tell you, um, being a teacher, I learned more than I realized yeah. I would ever learn. And uh, one of the reasons why I wanted to teach in teaching at the Joe Kubert School or yeah. the Maryland Institute College of Art or the University of, uh, of the Arts in Philly, et cetera, one of the reasons why I, I, I did that was because I wanted to be in a community of people like myself. I had already graduated. I had my master's degree from the Maryland Institute College of Art. And I had worked uh, for, geez, about... 20 years off and on, silently in the industry, uh, assisting other artists. I had the wonderful opportunity to also learn from each one of them their take on image making and on comic books. 
um, early on out of high school, I met Bill Sienkiewicz. He was the first guy to ever give me a critique. Wow. Oh, my God. And uh, First person to give you a critique. <laughs> yeah. And, man, was I lucky. He was a nice person. <laughs> yeah, that could, that could very easily have been like, I'm going to crush your dreams, like yes. so. <laughs> well, it was quite the opposite. Yeah, like comics do you. Smash. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I went to it. There was this long line. I was at a Comic-Con. I think it was 89, 90, 91. I, honestly, at this point, I can't remember. But um, giant room. Uh, in long tables, just one guy sitting in the giant room all alone, eating a sandwich. And then a line waiting with portfolios out the door, down the hall, onto the steps. I said, I don't want to go on the wrong line. I mean, stand here for hours. So I I passed by the people. They gave me the appropriate look, the appropriate dirty look. Who do you think you are? Um, But I really just wanted to find out who this person was or what line I was supposed to be on. So I get to the line. I go around the line, I walk up to the gentleman eating a sandwich, and I said, excuse me, sir, I hate to bother you, but I have some artwork here, and I'd really like to know if this is the line I belong on. And he said, um, uh, is that artwork over there? I said, yeah, 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 that's, that's my artwork. He says, what's your name? I said, Ian Dorian. He's, I said, uh, what's yours? And I put out my hand, and he said, Bill Sienkiewicz. So I immediately decided to oh. drop. <laughs> you, know, uh, you, got, you got the shaky legs. <laughs> you, you know, it's one thing when you expect to meet someone that's, sure. that, that has inspired you so much. Yeah. But it's another thing when, when you, you have no idea and then it's revealed. You know, it was, it was a really great moment. And um, probably the best part about it is I get to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he gave me really great critique, and uh, that was a magical day for me in comics because uh, I went over to meet Jack Kirby, and absolutely no one was speaking to Jack Kirby. It was a time with uh, uh, some other great new artists that ended up uh, creating Image Comics. Uh, so it was a time for Rob and Jim and uh, and, uh, and yeah, and, and and I have to tell Isn't you, it crazy I, to think that though that people were like, I don't want to talk to Jack Kirby. But but here's the interesting thing. Here's the funny part. Rob and those guys would have easily been the first oh, yeah. guys in line <laughs> yeah. to speak with Jack if they weren't meeting people. Sure. Yeah. Because we're all mega fans of Jack. And I'll tell you something, I spent about five hours, I spent the whole day sitting with him, and he let me sit behind the table with him. People came by a little here and there. Hey, Jack, loved what you did in issue, blah, 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 or what you did on panel, yada, yada. Do you think Captain America's stronger than Spider-Man? But the reality was, Jack was just nice to everyone, and for me, my reality was, I wanted to learn about making comics. Well, I can tell you, Jack was magnificent. He, he didn't hold any information back. He told me everything he had, you knew he was just giving it to me. All of those years of experience and struggles, and he was giving it to me. So he would tell me about how to reach an audience. I remember he said to me, I don't always draw perspective right. I don't always draw the anatomy right. But it's not about the perspective being right or the anatomy being right. He said it's about the story being right. He said, if I can bring you into my story and make you believe it, you're there with me for life. Yeah. It's awesome. Isn't it amazing? I said to him, what's the most important element in a comic? 
I mean, it's a question you would ask maybe when you're younger. Um, and he said to me, well, you are. I said, I am? Okay, that sounds like very, you know, Kung Fu Panda. Very you know. heady, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> existential sort of. Yeah, like. existential skadoosh, you know? Um, <laughs> so, 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 um, in case you noticed, I love Kung Fu Panda. Um, I'm a, a lifetime martial artist as well, so oh, nice. I'm really, really, Kung Fu Panda was awesome. Anyway, um, um, so, so he gives me this wisdom, and I don't exactly understand everything he says. Years later, I got hired to teach advanced courses, uh, advanced anatomy and other things, for the Joe Kubert School. And I would spend every Wednesday having lunch with Joe. So it was Joe. <laughs> Just hanging out with Joe Kubert. Yeah, yeah you know, no biggie. <laughs> First portfolio review was by Bill Sienkiewicz. I uh, went and then hung out with, you know, Jack King Kirby, and then you know, just having lunch with Joe. <laughs> you know, like you do. You know, like you do. Like, you know. Does that everybody do that? I don't understand. I thought everybody did. Yeah. You know? Yeah, um, me, Andy, Adam, we were all, you know, we're pretty tight, you know. <laughs> actually, I learned a lot uh, from Adam. I'm sure, I imagine so. Adam would have me in his studio downstairs after teaching on Wednesdays. Um, or uh, I think I was teaching Tuesday and Wednesday, or Monday and Wednesday, and Adam would share all of his pages with me, share, uh, explain things to me about what he was doing, because I was teaching anatomy, yeah. and I had worked. Years earlier, I was in Neil Adams' studio learning from Neil and a bunch of the other guys there. The Cooper brothers were, they did me uh, medical illustration, didn't they? Uh, uh, Adam, I know, did. Okay. Uh, I believe he has a degree in it. All right. Adam, I'm uh, sorry I'm not certain, but I think you do. Okay. Anyway, because wow. um, we know Adam's, you know, listening to this course, right obviously. now. Obviously. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. I mean, you're here. I'm here. We're here. Yeah. What else could he be doing with his time? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> In any event. Just sitting around, <laughs> laying on his couch. Just waiting for the next episode Just of UGR to drop. Man, why are these guys not putting more content out? I'm not Where drawing is, another fucking Batman until he finishes the podcast. Wearing his, G, wearing his at the diner hoodie with his, with his Ripley sticker on his laptop, just like so irritated on the message board. It's ironic that they're actually juice bags. <laughs> anyway, uh, getting a little real inside baseball there. Yeah, uh, Yeah. So, so the thing is, years later, I'm with Joe, and we go into his studio, which we also did. Joe, by the way, would draw without pencil, he would take his pen, he would take an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper, he would turn it into the size he needs for a comic book, six and three quarters by 10 and some He would size. draw at scale? At scale. What? With a pen, <laughs> one time. <laughs> I mean, like, that's, it's one of those things where like, well, yeah, when you do it for 50 years, like, <laughs> but still, even so, to hear that, just like, I mean, come on. Really? That's what I was thinking. I was like, hey, come aren't you, on. Aren't you going to use it's blueprints to build this house? No, no. I got this. It's not enough that you're doing the handstand push-ups. They're one-armed. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Pinky push-ups. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> Give me a break. Uh, Throw me a bone here. Yeah. So, you know, there was the rest of my life in yeah. front of me. Yeah. You know, just, yeah, that man's doing it like that. The great thing was that Joe was very clear, very succinct in what he had to say. And I remember telling him how I felt bad that I had left the comics industry. Sylvester had offered me an opportunity to work at Top Cow back in 95. 
and uh, I was offered work at uh, McFarland, um, and I didn't go to either one. I went to I went back to college. I got a degree. Then went to grad school, and um, but in any event, I said to Joe, you know, I really feel bad because I was even in Neil Adams' studio. And, I mean, I wasn't ready to work when I went to Neil. I was still very young, not long out of high school. Yeah. And Neil was teaching me. You have to think, what was Neil worth per hour? <laughs> a lot. Wow. <laughs> Hang on. Okay. I, I, mean, and, I couldn't and, even fathom. And not even, not even just the comic stuff at that point. Was he, was he uh, did the graphic design studio? Was oh, absolutely. It was on, on, uh, in Manhattan, West yeah. 45th. And to think that, that Neil would take his time to have me in his studio take his time to give me scripts, take his time to review my pages. He never, yeah. he never asked me for anything. He said, you want to be around here? There's where you get the research. It's in that room. X, Y, Z, if I asked you to do something, would you do it? Yep. I said, I'll do anything you want, you know? And, um, but think about what, what he did there. I mean, most people would never do such a thing. Running yes, such a huge... So people yeah. could say whatever they want about Neil's personality, as far as I'm concerned, anybody who's at the top of the game, at the top of the world, considered one of the greatest that ever lived in his field, and he's taking time to teach me in his studio during a work day. A whole other level yeah. of commitment I mean, yeah, you to, can... to the industry. It's... it's, it's... <sighs> I'm trying to think of a good analogy. It's, you know, it's Barry Bonds giving you, like... Apologies, ladies and gentlemen, as our interview with Ian Dorian continues. Hi, this is Mike. We're on NPR. <laughs> I use my NPR voice for this. Um, no, we had a, a slight technical malfunction, but uh, I fixed it. We're going to cross our fingers and hope that we can do this because we've got approximately 13% battery left. Um, I'm going to go ahead and turn the brightness down on the screen. Ian, you were telling us about your, uh, your book, Law of Resistance? Yes. Tell us about this. Yeah. So Law of Resistance was... Um, a collaboration between uh, myself, Matt Pallotta, and who's the publisher for PKMM Entertainment, and Jim Kruger, the author of Earth X, Paradise, Paradise X. X and, yeah. You know, he did a, a lot of his work with uh, Alex Ross on those, and then the, on Dynamite, the, the Dynamite books. And, yeah, Dynamite yeah. Books. and Jim actually just did a, a whole other series, uh, uh, spinning off, uh, continuing of the Earth X uh, saga. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have. I, I'm so like kind of in and out of a lot of the, the more mainstream books that uh, it's, it's always surprised where I'm like, oh yeah, that's a thing. Well, that's a thing great, that's happening. Yeah, yeah. It's a great. It was a great series actually. So, um, so we got together. Um, uh, I had been hired to uh, develop and create a storyline. I developed a, a characters and a, a basic plot line, and then uh, brought Jim on, and then Jim became a, a really uh, important, valuable asset. Um, Matthew had a lot of very uh, specific things he would like. And we created this book, uh, people that came on. Of course, you know, I had met Bill years, Bill Sienkiewicz years earlier. Bill came on to, to, uh, to do ink on the book. He inked 40 pages of the book. Oh, I even had other, other professionals, even editors, ask me, how, how did, did you, you get, get Bill Sienkiewicz? <laughs> Not because you can't get Bill to work, but Bill's always working on so many things. Sure. Um, and I would say it's because I have superpowers. Yes. So, obviously. so I mean, it's obviously, I mean, it was my electromagnetic field that caused the disruption in our service. I mean, that tracks, yeah. yeah. And the, unlike but, the hypnotic suggestion you planted with Bill. Yeah, I mean, you, you saw, him. you felt that. Yeah. It was, it's real. Oh, <laughs> oh, I felt it. <laughs> 
Tickle, tickle. <laughs> I, wanted to, um, I wanted to point something out because in the conversation that we had when I was over at your table, you espouse something that we strive for. It's easily like one of the most important things that we look for in what we do. Um, the group, like our podcast, uh, where we have a website, it's called The Great Geek Refuge. And I created it because going to conventions, doing events, it, it gets tired when you hear other people who are your associates, who are your peers, trashing other people who are like, oh, look at this girl dressed up like Princess Leia. Oh, she shouldn't be wearing that because of the cellulite, or she shouldn't be doing this, or she shouldn't be doing that. I like this, cellulite. Who doesn't, right? It's awesome. It's amazing. Um, it's frustrating to hear that. And I wanted to create a place where that didn't exist, where it's all about positivity. It's all about like being ambassadors. That's what our panel is gonna be about at AwesomeCon, is about being ambassadors to the geeky, nerdy world. And that was something that you talked about too, because even though you've worked with these giants in the industry, which I would consider you one of them as well, you still say that you still have uh, imposter syndrome. Yep. That this is not something where you're just like, oh, I'm amazing, and like, <laughs> if you don't get that, no, like, it still blows you away that you're working with these people and that people like what you do. Like, we we recently hit a number. We're we're over 150,000 subscribers, and I still don't think it's real. I'm like, there's got to be some glitch in our system. Like, somebody is like going into all the Apple stores and subscribing to our podcasts on all of their uh, items so that we're getting these fake numbers. There's no way that people actually listen to us. But like the fact that like somebody who's worked in an industry like yours at the level that you have feels this is reassuring. And like I think it's a great message for everybody out there that like to keep continuing to do what you do because it's not just you that feels that way. And I thought that was awesome. It was really, really reassuring uh, to know that like we're not the only people that feel like that. Yeah, and, and you're gonna feel like that for the rest of your life. Congratulations. Yeah. And yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and no. it's I, I think it's the 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 weirdly unfortunate fortunate thing about it is if you if you're feeling those feelings, if that is something you're you're cognizant of, then you're probably on the right track. Oh, you're yeah. exactly right. Um, people who don't recognize that uh, in themselves and accept it probably haven't pushed themselves to the limit that they're capable of. Yeah. And, and I have to be honest, that's not an offense to anyone who hasn't, because you still can. Yeah, if you wake up in the morning, tomorrow, you can. Yeah. And I would say, what you're feeling is, um, and what you're experiencing, what we're experiencing here, is authenticity. Just be yourself, just be authentic. Authenticity, people can smell it a mile away. Down to earth, authentic. If you're if you're nervous, if you're scared, it's okay. If you're not sure, it's okay. If you think no one else feels that way, you probably just need to ask because I can guarantee you, everybody else does. Anybody who's being honest with themselves is going to admit to the but fact it, that like they're uncomfortable sometimes. But it keeps us on our toes, yes, literally. Yes, absolutely. Um, it makes us want to do better. I, I can tell you, I have done covers and then drawn them again and drawn them again, ripped them up, thrown them in the garbage, and a week later, pull them out of garbage and say, what was wrong with that? <laughs> the first one was pretty darn good. I drew that, like with a question mark sure. over my head, you know, one of those Peter Parker boop. Yeah. And, and um, the reality is that we get so down on ourselves. And I personally go through that 
at least once a month for about two to three days. I get so bad that I can't produce two days. And then I have to like smack myself and say, you can do this. And people don't believe that when I tell them. But I get so scared sometimes my hand is shaking and I can't touch the paper. And then I remember why I do it. I remember I do it for other people. I remember I do it to, because of, I want to tell stories that inspire me, that inspire other people. Yeah. And because of all the people that inspired me with their stories. This is something we have to do. So then I sit down at the board, clear my mind, I forgive myself for all the mistakes I'm about to make, and I start to draw. And there's, there's so few things, I mean, and this goes for writers as well as artists, there's so few things more intimidating than a blank page. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you, what a brilliant thing to say, and um, I know we've probably all heard it before, but I think just to emphasize what you're saying is just put the mark down on the paper. Yeah. Oh yeah, yep. the, hardest, the hardest part about writing is not starting. It sounds dumb, yeah. and, a, and I had to like train myself to just word vomit where I was like, take everything that's in your brain and just throw it on the paper. And then from there, it's like, I think Michelangelo was the one that said, or not Michelangelo, um, yeah, he was the one that said that like when he did the Statue of David, it's not that he carved it, it was already there. He the statue just- statue was there, I just removed everything that wasn't David. Yeah. Since, since I was an art professor for 20 years, <laughs> I'll jump in just a little bit. Please. A little bit, a little bit. Um, <laughs> you're correct, he yeah. said he drew the figure out from the stone, he carved yeah. it out from the stone, it existed in the stone. But here's the deal, Michelangelo said another quote that most people don't know, and it's rarely ever um, uh, 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 expressed publicly. And what he said was, if people knew how hard I work, they wouldn't think I was such a genius after all. Yeah. He was known as the hardest working artist in Florence. How long did he lay on that scaffolding to uh, paint well, the Sistine Chapel? You know, he lay, well, he might have laid, but he actually stood. Oh, Story for I, another time. I could have sworn that he was like laying down when he said, okay, <laughs> oh, no, you're, better. You're, okay. I think you're talking about, um, oh, what movie was that? Uh, <laughs> there was, uh, uh, I want to say. Oh, the Charlton Heston. Yeah, there was, it was, it was oh, Heston. I love that movie, movie, but that's what they knew at the time. Just an FYI, when he was doing his notes, yeah. on one of his notes to a friend, letter to a friend, he drew a picture of himself standing painting with his head back. Oh. That's why his neck was bothering him so badly, and that's why he almost went blind because the paint was going in his eyes. Ugh. And they, it's not like they were using, like... This is, this is all lead-free, right? <laughs> is... Like, what's lead? <laughs> so, so through that inspiration, Bill and those guys, Bill came on to my book, Mark Texiera, one of my dear friends, I love him very much. Yeah. And Tex was also my, one of my mentors. And I assisted Tex on, on books. So, cool. so I got to work on some things with him, Hercules and other books with his, him. His ghostwriter is like, that. like, in my head, that is like... His Danny catches that's good. It was right. one of my dreams to even just just to meet him. Never mind become one of his friends and then have him work on my book with me was a was a gift. Um, see, Tex has one thing that nobody else has more than, and that is well, it's two things: pathos and ethos. It's all in his books. You see those expressions, the body language, the emotion. No one does emotion like Tex. And I, I remember thinking, I want to have the, the flair, the drama, 
the, the, the expressive realism of Bill Sienkiewicz um, and the, the graphic um, uh, style of Bill. And then I, jazzy, you know? And then I wanted the, the classical deep emotion that text could muster in a drawing. But virtually no one, I mean, it oozes off the page, the emotion. And so I had the magical gift of having those two work on my book. It's, it, it was more than a dream come true because I didn't work on them, uh, with them on a book that belonged to someone else or that was created by someone else. I got to work on a book that I created yeah, with them. Awesome. And I'll never be able to thank them enough. So my best thing to do is to, if I ever become anywhere near what they are in the industry, I can then do that with other people. And that forward. would be my yeah. thank you, you know? Um, so that was uh, Law of Resistance. Um, and you can buy it online. You can go to PKMM shop and look up Law of Resistance and purchase it. You also um, have, and I just want to make sure I got this right. I was surprised at how many Ian Dorians there were on Instagram. I'm making sure this is the right one, too. If it's not, we are... Whichever literally... one's the prettiest, that's me. <laughs> just well, obviously. <laughs> I don't know. Even if it's not me, just say it is. Yeah, just okay? There he is. Hey. What a cutie. Look at um, that. I'm, I'm fortunate because that second account that says they also follow you is Ben Shaw. The first one <laughs> is Emily Witten, who ben. we also know. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Emily's been on our show a couple times. We love Emily. She's awesome. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, Ben, if you can hear me. Draw. Thank you. Oh, and when you're done doing that, Ben, I love you. Draw. <laughs> ben was a great student. Um, really great he, he listens to the podcast, too. Oh. Yeah. Well, you're stuck dude. with me now, kid. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot evade me. Um, but what a pleasure it was. Actually, we have a, I, I came on to work on a project for a GoFundMe. Oh, yeah? Um, uh, just recently. Um, unfortunately... Uh, we've all lost someone to COVID, yeah. Yeah. and if we didn't, we we have friends that lost people. Yeah, I had COVID. I I, I had it really bad. Oh wow! I, I survived it, luckily. Um, I do have two people that I knew that did not. Um, I have some friends that lost up to five relatives. Wow! Wow! So I was approached by an organization. They had lost a friend, Tony Whalen, and Tony was um, young, young middle age, children, wife. He passed away to COVID and never made it home. And when they approached me, one of the people, one of the members of their group was a student of mine 20 years ago or so. And they asked me if I would be interested in helping them do a comic book dedicated to Tony. And then when we were talking, I said, well, you know, this, we can dedicate it to Tony, absolutely, and actually the main character looks like Tony. Mm -hmm. But really, this is for everybody. We've all lost someone or know someone who lost someone, and we've all around the world been affected by COVID. So I said, I'll do the book. They said, well, we're only halfway funded. I said, you know what, I'm gonna start the book anyway. I don't mind. I don't care. As a matter of fact, um, I said, well, let's look at the script. I looked at the script. We decided to do a second iteration of the script. Uh, I did it with Steve Lucarelli and uh, Stephanie Goldstone is the uh, initial person, point person for the project. 
and um, I came on, and um, I've already started doing the promotions. I uh, we developed the characters, and I did a um, an image. Uh, you could see it on Instagram, and um, I can tell you the GoFundMe if you're interested. It's called the Founders Comic Book Project, and you can find that on GoFundMe, the Founders Comic Book Project. Yeah, we'll go ahead and put up a link for that yeah, as well. Yeah, we definitely will. Absolutely, yeah. And we actually even have um, your website here too. I just want to make sure this is still accurate. IanDorianStoryteller.com, correct? Bada bing, you got it, Look buddy. At that. Can you tell I'm from Jersey? Hey, yeah. nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's where that's where my mom's family is originally from. So like the New York, New Jersey thing, like as Once soon as again, yeah. Congratulations, and I'm sorry. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> I'm so glad you didn't do the what accent thing, because that would have, oh, man, I'm so tired of that. <laughs> Jersey has its own accents. Yeah, North exactly. Jersey, Central Jersey, South Jersey. Yeah. We all speak differently. But, I mean, that's true all over. You know, our, our accents identify our, our influence. We do. Ian, you're an inspiration, man. We appreciate you coming on. Um, in fact, we're going to reach out to you, because we're going to see if we can't do this again, maybe via, like, Skype or something like that in the future, because I know you're out in the West Coast. Oh, yeah, I am. Yeah, like we would love to have you on again, talk shop, talk about some of the different projects that you're working on. Um, I'd like to do a video so they can see me dance because... I mean, you know, we like can you, make this happen, you, right? You, yeah. Clearly you're known for your drawing, but your real passion dance. is dance. dance. <laughs> yeah. As a matter of fact, I did ballet for six years. Did you really? Yeah, and I did nice. modern dance. And I, yeah, I mean, you're in the shape for it. Good Lord. Yeah. Well, you too. <laughs> I, I'm, I am a shape. I'll, I'll tell you, you are. And, I, and, and, and it is an appealing shape. So, so what I would suggest is that you and I both dance side by side. Well, I can't let you guys do that by yourself. Okay? Yeah. So I'm going to have to dance too. MC? Yeah. I mean, I'm in. MC, are yeah, you in? At this point. I'm in. Yeah. yeah. It would really mean a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a quartet that we can put together. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. You, we, you should be on point, though. Ian and the GGR. I think we can make that happen. And the GGR trio. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, actually, I'm in. Actually, that's the next graphic novel I'm doing. Okay. Done. Yes. I mean, again, you heard your first. <laughs> yeah. The most unexpected, <laughs> so ridiculous, <laughs> absolutely entertaining ballet dancers yeah. in the NFL. Yeah. So. Yeah. Our folks who are listening, we appreciate you. We love you so very much. I, I just, love you. See, Ian loves you, too. We appreciate you following us. We appreciate you subscribing. I want to point out that this started as a what-if conversation. <laughs> we talked about what-if, and then we had John St. John, and we had Mike Rossin, and we had Wes Johnson, and we had Ian Dorian. This is by far the and most jam. And Mark Lutz talking about his awesome event that he planned for Free Comic Book Day. That extends to a second day. If you're hearing this now, go to Fredericksburg. Go to Gateway Comics. Check out day two of this, because some people will be there, too. Ian, you going to be there tomorrow? Oh, uh, absolutely. You get to meet Free Ian Dorian. Book it might days. be my twin brother, Guy Dorian, the oh. artist and writer. Oh. With, the, with the goatee. No. No. <laughs> no. The evil he, Ian. <laughs> he, he's more like the Ian who could. He, he's a hell of a hell of a fighter, man. My brother's tough as nails. He's a um, Western boxer and kung fu practitioner as well. Oh. And uh, yeah, I would never fight him. So you don't no mess way. with them Dorian boys. See, we thought we thought at first that <laughs> you were just saying. I'm a ballet dancer, buddy. <laughs> I will I will dance circles around you. <laughs> we thought at first that you were saying, like, it may not be me. It might be my evil twin. But like, you actually have a no, brother. no, no, my actual brother. Guy. I <laughs> actually have a twin, and yes. I wouldn't say he's evil, but he's he did he he did take up most of the room in my mother's 
stomach. And, and Yeah, I mean, come on, man. I mean, come on. I wasn't even born yet, and the guy took my oxygen. I mean, seriously. Dirty pools are there we go. dirty. He's an incredible creator. Um, I love his stuff. Nothing like my stuff. He did a book called Core, graphic right. novel. Mostly with uh, a lot of great guys. Uh, Ross Campbell colored. Um, a lot of uh, wonderful talent. Herb Trimby came on to, to do some stuff on that. Yeah, awesome. Some of his last work. And uh, Sal Buscema has been inking the majority Sal. of the book for the last oh, five or so I got years. To, I got Ben knew Sal. And I got to meet Sal. I remember Sal was a really, really nice guy. Sal and my brother are actually uh, signing, I think, in Virginia somewhere. Oh, awesome. This, this coming week or this week or next weekend? Somewhere. Next weekend is AwesomeCon, so it's probably then. I have no clue because I never know where I am. Sure. Yeah, so fair enough. Where am I? You're on Who at the diner on the GGR Pirate Radio Network. Look at this guy. Nice. What a pro. Did you see the set? Up just gave me? Fantastic. All of you out there, we love you. We appreciate you. Keep subscribing. Keep telling your friends. Keep telling your family. You keep doing that. We'll keep doing these awesome podcasts. Remember, stay safe. Wash your hands. Wear your masks. Get vaccinated. But remember, we can get through this. And you want to know why? Because together, there are no heights we can't reach. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been a Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy!